I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As part of the Build Back Better plan, uh, President Biden has proposed giving the IRS greater power to poke in and around your bank account activity. Uh, And while everyone should obviously pay their fair share in taxes, I think everyone agrees with that, uh, there would be some major consequences to beefing up the agency in a significant way. So the old question remains, what could possibly go wrong? Better question, is there a better way? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we mentioned, uh, there is that portion of the Build Back Better plan that has passed the House, is currently uh, stalled in the uh, Senate until they figure out a few other catastrophes to deal with. Uh, but within that, uh, there is a proposal that gives IRS greater ability to uh, look at and look in on American bank accounts, uh, hiring more agents. And to help us break all of this down, what it is, what it means, uh, where it could possibly go wrong, which I think is many uh, and is there a better way? Is uh, Eric Bame, a reporter from Reason Magazine, joins us on the line. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's dive into this. You wrote a really great piece in uh, Reason Magazine uh, about uh, this uh, beefing up of the IRS. Again, in the name of let's make sure everyone pays their fair share. Uh, for those who haven't been tracking this as closely, what is it that it actually says in there and what it would actually do? Yeah, that's right. Uh, again, for folks can find the dot com uh, quite a bit of detail there so you might want to take a look at it for yourself but one of part of biden's build back better plan is to spend another 80 billion dollars on the irs over the next 10 years and uh, most of those new funds about 45 billion a little more than half would be directed towards uh, enforcement actions with the ultimate goal of doubling the number of annual audits of uh, of businesses that the uh, that the irs does uh, a lot of these audits are going to target of course small businesses so uh one thing that biden has been stressing uh and, and members of Congress too, but largely coming from the president, has been stressing that we have to give the IRS more power to go after you know the millionaires and billionaires who are hiding their money somehow, avoiding paying their taxes, not paying their fair share. Uh, the reality is this proposal means a lot more audits, and most audits are already directed at uh, at small businesses, small and mid-sized businesses, and that's where the bulk of this enforcement you can expect uh, to go. Um, and I think the other sort of interesting element here is that you know that that forty. That we just talked about. By comparison, the bill is only going to spend about two billion dollars on improving taxpayer services, which means that it's like there's there's roughly 23 times as much money in this proposal for uh, tax cops, you know, people who are going to come after you if you make a mistake on your taxes, as there are 
uh, 23 times more money for the for the tax cops than there is for people who are going to help you understand those you know very complicated and oftentimes quite confusing federal taxes. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's hard for so many of us to wrap our heads around that. Uh, literally, we're looking at hiring about 80,000 more uh, additional IRS people that will be uh, emboldened and empowered uh, to do those audits and look for all of those things. Uh, and uh, I, I appreciate the fact, uh, Eric, that you brought up this point of a lot of these end up being targeted at really the heart and soul of the American economy, which is those uh, small to medium-sized businesses uh, who can't hire an army of lawyers and lobbyists and all those other things uh, to help them out. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, this is this is the part that's disingenuous to me about the way the White House has been pitching this. And we've covered this now for months at Reason as they've uh, sort of, I, I think, really been deliberately misleading about this. Uh, when you go into the actual proposal and the and the, the Treasury Department has drawn up sort of the, the specifics of what this uh, what they would like to see this enhanced uh, enforcement mechanism look like. And uh, what it means is that they're going to be looking at they, they want the ability for the IRS to look at information, you know, your, your crypto wallet your bank accounts, the amount of money that people make uh, through uh, third-party payment providers, things like PayPal and Venmo, uh, things like that. So uh, this is you know, obviously targeting people. I mean, the, the, the people who are going to make money through Venmo, PayPal, those are people who are maybe working uh, odd jobs. Maybe I'm watching your dog when you go out of town or something, right? And you're going to pay me a uh, hundred bucks or 50 bucks to do that for a week. Um, that, that money is money that that may not get reported in somebody's taxes right now. And now what the IRS wants to do, what the Treasury Department wants to do as part of this proposal is uh, give the IRS the ability to go snooping around looking for that. Uh, Is there money there that should be paid in taxes if you're following the letter of the law? Like, yes, probably true. Uh, But it's a question of how much, you know, how how many many difficulties are you going to create for people versus the amount of revenue uh, that you're going to get out of out of that sort of enforcement. Yeah, and that's such a big thing. Again, we're looking at uh, you know 80 billion going to to beef up that, and only about two billion uh, of of that going towards you know better services to help people figure out all of those uh, processes that they need to follow. Uh, I've been dying to ask you this question, Eric. Uh, we've, we've been having conversations around some people kind of fall into this. Well, I've got nothing to hide, so I, I guess that doesn't doesn't matter to me. I have nothing to hide. Uh, but we we know whether it's uh, dealing uh, with uh, the uh, FISA courts or uh, yeah. the IRS, uh, we know that these things uh, can be weaponized uh, for a host of reasons, including for political purposes. Sure. I mean, that's exactly uh, what happened during the Obama years, of course, but many people are probably familiar with or at least remember the controversy that happened uh, there with the IRS was uh, giving greater scrutiny, I mean, like as a matter of policy, giving greater scrutiny to conservative groups that were seeking tax-exempt status than other organizations. Um, and, and again, that's one of those, well, if you've nothing to, you know, if you've nothing to hide, you've nothing to fear, right? Like as long as you're filling out all the forms correctly, that's fine. But there's still something wrong with the idea that we're going to like make sure we're going to double check, you know, every that every I is dotted and every T is crossed for certain groups of people, not for others. Um, and the IRS has this long history of just sort of ignoring basic aspects of due process and, and basic law enforcement practices. I think the best example, and I, I highlight this in the piece that I wrote, is uh, in 2017 there was an inspector general report that found that IRS agents who were investigating this uh, this thing called structuring, which is something where they think if you're depositing a lot of cash into a bank account, uh, that sometimes will raise a red flag for the IRS. 
and they will go in and they'll try to figure out, you know, if you're deliberately trying to hide money or, or launder money. Um, but this is a this is a thing that you can that the IRS is allowed to do uh, as part of its normal law enforcement efforts or its tax enforcement efforts. Uh, but IRS investigations, people who are targets of IRS tax investigations, are supposed to be told why they are being investigated. They're supposed to be read their Miranda rights. It operates just like if you were being suspected of another crime and the police uh, were coming, you know, and, and wanted to interview you. Um, but of the of the 229 interviews that the auditors reviewed, 229 investigations, there were only five times in which IRS agents like accurately and correctly informed their targets of their rights before they started asking them questions. So it, it, there's an agency here that's clearly in need of reform when it comes to its enforcement efforts already. And what you're seeing from the Biden administration is a, is a call to beef up those enforcement efforts without any sort of reform, without you know making sure that these things are carried out correctly and in accordance with the law. Um, and I just think that's the wrong way to go about this. You want to, you definitely, you know, if, if we need to have more enforcement, fine. But to give them that extra money and not demand any changes or accountability, uh, I think that's a problem. Yeah, transparency, outcomes, and accountability. Uh, great insight, great piece uh, on Reason. Uh, Reason Magazine reporter Eric Baim always appreciate his perspective. And uh, this is just one of those where the the more we just dump big money into agencies and weaponize them. Uh, that's not good. We always say, okay, it's in the name of going after the, the fat cats. Uh, but in the end, most often, uh, it hurts our entrepreneurs and our small business owners that are the heart and soul. So be careful when we look at $80 billion going to beef up the IRS. Uh, be careful. Uh, even if you have nothing to hide, that doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.